Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. We're going to talk today about your sure pathway to blessing in 2022. Israel and You is the radio ministry of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is helping Christians understand the supernatural connection they have with Israel. We fight to change the growing narrative within evangelicalism that God has rejected the Jewish people. This idea is known as triumphalism. In other words, the church has triumphed somehow over the Jews and the church has become the new Israel. The teaching is also known as replacement theology and replacement adherents within evangelicalism are proclaiming today that God has replaced Israel with the church and has broken the Abrahamic covenant. But we at Israel Team Advocates believe that God has never broken a covenant and he never will. And I want to talk to you today about the everlasting covenant God has made with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, and about our responsibility as Christians to bless the Jewish people and in turn receive a blessing. God's end time purpose is the supernatural restoration of Israel. And you, dear saint, are intricately woven into this end time purpose. We'll see today on the program that there is a supernatural blessing for righteous Gentiles from the nations who capture God's heart for his love, his first love, Israel. At the end of our talk, I'm going to reveal three things you can do this year to stand with the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism and thereby receive God's blessing on your life. And that blessing is durable and continuous when you stand for what God stands for, the Jewish people. And you know, God sets before us blessing and cursing. And we can choose to walk in God's favor and blessing, but we can also choose to walk in his disfavor and receive a curse. So I want to walk in God's blessing, and I'm certain you do as well. So let's look at this key passage in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, to discover how you can walk in God's blessing in this year. And here's what it says. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So notice in the passage there are four aspects of God's covenant with Abraham. The first part of the covenant is a land promise. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So it's interesting that the land is the first promise in God's covenant with Abraham and his descendants, the Jewish people. That's why today you cannot separate the Jewish people from the land of Israel. Even when they were dispersed for all those years, there was a longing in the heart of the Jewish people worldwide to return to the promised land. The Jews and the land are supernaturally connected by a divine covenant in Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis 17 verse 8, God ratifies the covenant of the land once again with Abraham. God says, I will give you and your offspring after you the land of your sojourning. 
all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. In Genesis 4.8, Jacob, the Jewish grandson of Abraham, proclaimed that God appeared to him and blessed him and said to him, I'm going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a multitude of peoples, and I will give you this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. So again, you can't separate a Jewish person from the land of Israel. Even after they were dispersed, In the nations, God promised to bring them back to the land. So the first promise in God's covenant with Abraham in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, is an everlasting possession of the land of Israel. The second promise in the covenant is found in verse 2, and it says, I will make you a great nation. It's the promise of nationhood, peoplehood, national identity. In Genesis 15, Abraham has no offspring and he's old. And God says, Abraham, go outside of your tent and count the stars if indeed you can count them. And then God said to Abraham, so shall your offspring be. So in other words, God promised to Abraham innumerable descendants, a nation and peoplehood. So this is important to see. God made a covenant with Abraham that his descendants through the son of promise Isaac would, number one, inherit a land as an eternal possession, and number two, become a great nation of people. And right now, there's a growing movement within evangelicalism to return to the mire of replacement theology and supersessionism and triumphalism and use that theology to deny the Abrahamic covenant of the land and the nationhood of the Jewish people today. One leading replacement theologian named Gary Burge has gone so far as to say that Israeli Jews who do not convert to Christianity have absolutely no right to live in the land of Israel and should be cast into the fires and burn. What terrible language. He is preaching in evangelical churches and Christian colleges that God has broken the Abrahamic land and nation covenant with the Jewish people. So when you hear evangelical anti-Israel leaders today say that they love Jewish people but do not believe Jewish people have a right to the land God promised them, they're informing you that they have contempt for the Jews and despise the Jewish people in their hearts. Let me ask you a question. Can someone deny that Italians are a nation, work to destroy Italy, and all the whole claim that he is not an enemy of the Italian people because he does not hate all Italians? The question is really absurd. If you deny Italian nationhood and any Italian their right to their homeland and seek to destroy Italy, no matter how sincerely you may claim to love some Italians, you are an enemy of the Italian people. And the same is true for those who deny Jewish nationhood and peoplehood today and the Jewish right to their state and advocate for dividing of the city of Jerusalem, think of it, and the ultimate demise of the state of Israel. Such people are enemies of the Jewish people. And there's only one possible reason people isolate Israel of all the countries in the world to deny its right to existence, and that is because Israel is the only Jewish state on the planet. So however you cut it, evangelical anti-Zionists are in their hearts anti-Israel and anti-Semitic. So the first two aspects of God's covenant with Abraham, number one was a land covenant, and then two, a people or nationhood covenant. And then there's a third part of the covenant, verse 2b. I will bless you, God says to Abraham and his 
descendants, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And then in verse 3, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God says to Abraham, I'm blessing you in order for you to be a blessing to all the families of the earth, and those families will be blessed. So the third part of the covenant, Abraham and the Jewish people would be blessed to be a blessing, and from the womb of the land of Israel and the people of Israel, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Has this happened? Has God blessed the nations of the earth through the Jewish people. Absolutely. Think about it. It was the Jewish people that brought the concept of monotheism into the world. At the time, the writing of the Torah, people worshipped all sorts of gods, idols, and pantheism, which is the worship of many gods. In Deuteronomy 6.4, it says, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kavod Malkuto Leolam Va'ed. In English, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So the ancient Israelites taught that each person is accountable to the moral law of one God and that he was the father and he could have intimate relationship with people. Then through the Jewish people came the moral law of God, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the civil and judicial laws of our country based on the Ten Commandments and the civil laws of the Torah. Think of where the world would be today without God's moral law. Civilization, I believe, would have annihilated itself centuries ago had not the Jewish people been the womb of God's moral law into the world. I doubt we would even be alive today without the Jewish people shepherding God's just laws for the civilizations of the world. Then another thing the Jewish people shepherded was the whole concept of monogamous marriage law. And it's found first in the Jewish Torah, where God says a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. So God created them male and female, and the civil laws of monogamous romantic relationship between one man and one woman and the institution of marriage is found in the Jewish Torah. And this has been a wonderful truth for families the world over for centuries, uh, where families are being able to prosper and grow from generation to generation as they bear children and raise those children in a monogamous relationship. God's marriage laws communicated to Jews and broadcast by Jews in the Bible to the nations prove to be a blessing for mankind. And any society, if you study world history, that has ever attempted to change the laws of marriage uh, given us through the Jewish people, they've not lived to tell about it. And right now the world is is challenging God's civil law of marriage between a man and a woman and returning to the pagan ideas of marriage before the Torah established the law of monogamous marriage. Uh, we're promoting issues like polygamy, one man, many wives, polandry, one wife, uh, many husbands, uh, polyamorous unions, which is group marriage, and then incestuous union, unions, which is a brother or sister getting married. These things are happening all around our world today as we destroy and fight against God's moral marriage monogamous law. Another thing the Jewish people gave us was the weekend. Everybody say amen. Before the Torah, uh, mankind, they labored and slaved away seven days a week. But God says in the Ten Commandments, there's going to be a day of rest uh, for the people of God. And then 
wonderful thing the Jewish people gave us was the Bible. And all the writers of the Bible, with the possible exception of Luke, they were Jews. They gave us the covenants, the promises. And all originally came through Jews. The patriarchs and the prophets and the apostles, they were all Jews. And ultimately, a Jewish Jesus, son of Abraham, son of David, came through the Jewish nation. So salvation itself, Jesus says in John 4.22, salvation is of the Jews. So has God fulfilled the first three aspects of the Abrahamic covenant to the Jews? A land promise, a nation promise, and then blessing upon them, and then blessing through them to all the nations of the earth? Yes, a million times over, yes, God has fulfilled the Abrahamic covenant. And there's a beautiful fourth part of God's covenant with Abraham in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And it says in verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and him who curses you I will curse. And you can put your name in that first part of the verse. I will bless Aaron, who blesses Abraham and his Jewish descendants. I'll bless John and Barbara and Sharon and Tom as they bless Abraham, Israel, and the Jewish descendants of Abraham. So righteous Gentile Christians from the nations are called to bless the Jewish people and the land of Israel, and in so doing, they will receive a blessing. And in this verse, uh, one word for bless is Baruch. I will Baruch those who Baruch you. And the meaning of bless in this passage, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, is increase, favor conferred upon someone. So as we favor Israel and pray for the peace and safety and increase of God's blessing upon the people and the land of Israel, God confers upon us increase and favor. Interestingly, in this verse, there's two words for curse. God says in Hebrew, I will arar those who kalel you. He uses two words for curse. In other words, I will curse those who curse you. The first word in Hebrew is arar, and it means to be withered and fruitless. And the second word is kalel, and it's the Hebrew word for contempt. So God is saying, whoever shows contempt to the Jews and the land of Israel, I will cause to be fruitless and wither. Why does he say that? Because God takes his covenant seriously. And everyone I've ever known that is a heart to bless the Jews and the God-given land that God has given them, they're walking in continual, ongoing increase, favor, and blessing from the Lord. Cities and nations that bless Israel are walking in the favor and the increase of the Lord. So when we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to give you three ways that you can bless Israel in 2022 and receive this increased favor blessing from the Lord. See you on the other side. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is standing in the gap for the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism in America. And there are many forces, even within Christianity, that want to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There has to be those who proclaim the truth about Israel in a time when nations are calling for her demise. 
Our organization works on college campuses where anti-Israelism is in vogue, especially on evangelical college campuses. Evangelical anti-Israel groups highly financed by George Soros and his Open Society organization are pushing evangelical millennials towards the abyss of anti-Semitism, and they are succeeding. One such group, the Telos Group, is funding all expense-paid trips for young pastors and evangelical college students to Israel where they feed them lies about the Jewish people and the land, and they come home anti-Israel. In just the last four years, evangelical young people have cut their support in half for Israel. In a survey in 2018, 69% of evangelical young people said they supported the Jewish people. A new survey in 2021 found that only 33% of evangelical young people support the state of Israel. So if we don't push back against the growing anti-Israelism within evangelical movement, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within just a few short years. I'm asking you to help Israel team in this fight. I'm asking you to stand with us as we stand for God's covenant with Abraham and the land and the great nation that God is building in Israel. Will you give to Israel Team today? And there's two ways you can give. Go to our website, israelteam.org, to donate section, and you can give securely online. Be sure to give us your mailing address so that we can send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt. You can also mail your donation to Israel Team. Find our address on our website, israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and we're looking at your pathway to blessing in 2022. We're looking at the four components of God's covenant with Abraham, a land promise, the Jews are miraculously returning to the land just like the scriptures said, a national identity, God renewed it again in 1948 when the Jews became a nation once again, a nation was born in a day, and then the third aspect of the Abrahamic covenant is a blessing upon and a blessing through to all the nations of the earth and the Jewish nation, they have blessed all the nations of the earth. And then four, a blessing upon those who bless Israel and a curse upon those who curse Israel. So if God fulfills the first three aspects of this blessing uh, perfectly, do you suppose that he'll fulfill the fourth aspect? that there's a blessing upon righteous saints from the nations who bless Israel. And I believe, yes, it's true. So what can you do and what can I do as Christian saints who desire to walk in God's covenantal blessing uh, to Israel and the land that God has promised to them? Uh, remember in Galatians three thirteen through 14, in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham has come upon the Gentiles. So if you are in Christ, all the blessing of Abraham has come upon you, and you have been engrafted into the commonwealth of Israel. So how do I join in this Abrahamic promise, the land, the national identity? How do I bless the Jewish people? I'll give you three ways. And here's the first. One of the greatest spiritual weapons we have is the proclamation of God's word. And the proclaimed word of God for us is like the rod of Moses. When Moses stretched out his rod, God's power defeated the magicians of Egypt, broke the back of Pharaoh's power, made a mockery of God, the gods of Egypt, and delivered Israel from 400 years of slavery, releasing them into freedom. So the proclamation of God's word is 
strong and we we proclaim it in faith is really strong and it releases God's authority into arenas where Satan is building ramparts against God's people and God's purposes so today there are many forces opposed to Israel's restoration and regathering the BDS movement which tries to boycott and divest and sanction the state of Israel that's in mainline Christian denominations today that are pushing the BDS movement. They're saying from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free. In other words, we're going to drive all the Jews into the sea. Amnesty International just this week called Israel an apartheid state, and they're promoting its demise. Evangelical anti-Israel organizations that are financed by George Soros are indoctrinating young evangelical Christians to despise Israel, and they're promoting the division of the city of Jerusalem. So what can one person do to bless Israel in the midst of all this cursing and railing against God's covenant with Abraham and his descendants? Well, you can be indifferent and passive in this closing day of history as God is drawing his people back to their land and Satan is inspiring people to oppose God's covenant with Abraham. You can sit in the stands and be a spectator during this time when God is on the move and the world is heading toward a time when, according to Zechariah, the prophet, all the nations will rise against Israel. Or you can stand up. I remember in Chicago when I I lived there as a pastor, uh, we would go to Chicago Cubs games and Harry Carey would stand in the seventh inning and he would say, everybody standing, everybody to your feet. And even if it was cold and raining, those Cub fans, those Cubbies would stand to their feet and sing, take me out to the ball game. And even if the Cubs were last in their division, maybe they were beaten, but the Cubbies fans were still standing. And like Paul the Apostle, who said, I'm pressed down, but I'm not destroyed. It's one minute to midnight on the prophetic calendar. We need to keep our lamps trimmed and filled with oil. Stand up and proclaim what God's word says about his end time purpose of restoring Israel. It's the center of God's heart in these days. And you can proclaim God's word to the nations of the earth and to those who desire to destroy Israel. And here's a great word for you to proclaim. It's Jeremiah 31.10. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He who has scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. America is a far off land, so we here in this country, we can proclaim this word daily in our prayer times this year. The word proclaims God scattered Israel from their land. He is now in our time regathering them to their land, and he will protect them. So Jeremiah 31.10 is an awesome verse to proclaim affirming God's covenant with Abraham and blessing Israel. It's one of many verses you can proclaim. Psalm 129, 5-6 says, Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows. Psalm 125, 3 says, The scepter of the wicked shall uh, will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. Could This could be speaking about radical Islam, the scepter of the wicked that is trying to destroy Israel. 
Also, of those who are raising their hand against Israel today, there's a great verse in Psalm 33, 8-12. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generation. Psalm 33, 8-12. And that's a great word to proclaim. So the first thing you can do as a righteous Gentile from the nations, if you want to receive God's uh, favor and increase and blessing in your life this year, start proclaiming what God says about the restoration of his people to their land. Second thing you can do is praise. The Western Wall on Friday evenings when I'm in Israel, I love going there because the Jewish people are shouting shouts of praise and dancing with exuberant joy. They've returned to their land like those who dream. They've come back to the land of the living. In Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat is confronted by a vast army, and a Levite gives a prophetic word to the king. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Jew. And Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. And so Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 21, he sends forth men to begin to praise God in the midst of this battle. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And so when we begin to sing and praise God, his enemies are defeated. And that's what happened when Jehoshaphat and the men of God began to sing. uh, The enemy was defeated. They turned on themselves and they destroyed one another. So praise opens up the supernatural intervention of God. So we could say, thank you, Lord, that your mercy endures forever for Israel. Your covenant with Abraham shall be established in these last days of time. So the first thing you can do to receive God's increase in favor this year is proclaim what God says about the restoration of Israel. Secondly, you can praise him for what he's doing in the restoration of Israel and the fulfilling of the Abrahamic covenant. The third thing you can do is you can pray. And as you see people and nations and anti-Israel organizations rise against God's covenant with Abraham and the Jewish people, lift up your voice in prayer. Jeremiah 31, 7 is a great prayer. O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. And righteous Gentiles can stand in the gap for Israel in intercession. And by praying for Israel's restoration, you are agreeing with what God has already said he will do. And the scripture says where two or three are gathered together on earth and they're standing in agreement in prayer, nothing will be impossible for them. So find you know a, a wife or a husband or a, a saint to stand with you and agree with, it, with God. Be in agreement with God what he says about what he's doing and what his word says he's accomplishing in these last days of time. So we owe a lot to the Jewish people. And without them being the womb of God's word for the world, we would not have a Bible, we would have no covenants, we would have no promises, we would have no prophets, no apostles, no salvation, and no Savior. So whoever blesses Israel, God will bless. This is a fact. And as we see these four components of what God promised Abraham, that he would give them a land. 
God is returning them to their land. It's a fact. He said, you'll also be a nation. The Jewish people have come back to the land, and they are a nation once again. And then God says, the Jewish people will be a blessing to the entire world. Have the first three aspects of the covenant been factual, and have they happened? Yes. And so the fourth aspect of the covenant is factual as well. Whoever blesses Israel, God will bless. So I encourage you this year to proclaim what God says about the return of his people to the land of Israel. Stand in proclamation and stand in praise. Praise God for what he's doing in these last days of time. And then stand in the gap as an intercessor. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the protection of the Jewish people worldwide as anti-Semitism is rising against the state of Israel and against the Jewish people. God bless you. Thank you for standing with Israel team in these last days of time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.